previously on Boonapped. Our two large-sized Beanie Boos went missing last week. The backpack is full of stuff, but inside out. I see fear and camera flash, but mainly fear. There have been no hints as to their whereabouts until today. 1 Point Perspective, in association with Walpole High Film Festival, presents Boonapt. I'm Mr. Allen. And I'm Mr. Conley. And we're your hosts. To recap episode one, the Gabby Roba crew, who is filming the movie Rebel, showed up to class on the Ides of March to realize that their two Beanie Boos, Kiwi and Kiwi, had both been boonapped. Ransom letters were sent and the investigation began. Now, nearly two weeks later, they are no closer to finding both Kiwis. Fingers were pointed at both the Juju B crew, which is shooting the class clown, and the Granny Smith crew shooting Gypsy Road. Today we're gonna to talk about the ransom note, the ciphers, and DNA. This is Boonapped. Some people have theorized to get to the root of this case, they must go back to last year's most infamous boo atrocity which has come to be known as the Ice Dahlia. Although the circumstances are still cloudy, what we do know is that last year at some point, the Beanie Boo for the Chomp Chomp crew, Icy, was found mutilated on the crew's desk. We got our hands on the actual case file from the Walpole High School Department of Records. I would like to warn those that the following is very disturbing and contains very graphic language and content. When the first people arrived on the crime scene, they find a discarded Beanie Boo with no tag. It's a Jane Doe. It's January 15th, 2018. No ID tag, nothing. The file says the boo was drained of all its fluff. They discover that the boo has been washed clean. The right flipper has been completely amputated. You see a large chunk of the Beanie Boo's fur was removed. There's a four to five millimeter incision, which was totally consistent with an appendectomy. The other horror of the crime scene was that Icy's mouth had been cut from ear hole to ear hole. Also of note, Icy was not just discarded, it was carefully placed right on the crew's workstation. The flippers were over its head as if he were surrendering or given up. Juxtaposed to the west of where his body was found was his entire right eyeball. Clearly, someone was trying to make a statement, and this was an overstatement. Because of its graphic nature and mutilation, this case has been linked 
to the 1947 Black Dahlia murders. Here we are talking to Dan McCarthy from episode one about current progress on the case. Talk about some of the uh, moves that you guys have been making with this investigation, some heads, you, you made some headway? Uh, yeah, we have made some headway. Um, we started uh, getting some, finally getting some positive uh, handwriting sample matches. You know, all the D's and G's and stuff match up with the suspected writing on a ransom note that we received. The suspect that he mentions is Lang DeLapa. Lang is on the Jujubee crew. Remember Dennis from episode one? In his spare time, he is head defense prosecutor for the mock trial team here at Walpole High School. Here he is telling us how a handwriting expert would hold up in court. Well, so first you're gonna need to uh, get a witness who has expertise in the field and you will have to present background information about their expertise in the field to get them entered into court as an expert witness. Uh, usually what you're going to need is a curriculum vitae showing all their works, publications, and positions uh, in their career, as well as providing evidence of their education and background. So we decided to call in junior class handwriting expert, Ava Jingozian, to tell us what she thought of these findings. So I've been friends with Lang DeLapa since I was in the fourth grade, and we've been in the same class, so I've seen how she writes and how she loops her G's and everything, and I can confirm that the handwriting on that note was not Lang DeLapa. I have also seen Rachel Witham's handwriting when she copied down my parts of the brain anatomy worksheet, and she has very loopy and clean, straight handwriting. And that note was not loopy and clean. So the suspects in the Juju B crew keep diminishing based on the handwriting expert, Ava Jingozian. But one member has not been ruled out, Chris Riley. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. If you're tired of that uncomfortable breeze whistling up your pants legs, you might want to look into Aladdin socks, the only socks that can keep your pants hermetically sealed from the bottom with an extra wide mouth for the best tucking. Uh, use promo code BOO to get 20% off your first sock. A lot has been made of this uh, ransom note, which uh, some claim is a cipher, which has come to be known as the B340 cipher. Uh, so far, it's stumped everybody here. And so we decided to send it to our local language expert, Mr. Bacall. Thank you for having me here this evening, gentlemen. Thanks for coming. Um, yes, you know, it was uh, kind of interesting when you uh, told me that you had a cipher uh, that you needed some assistance with. You know, I was uh, being an expert in uh, ancient and forgotten languages. I was very excited to help out. 
And so what I had done to sort of prep for that is I looked into Michael Ventris's work, the great scholar who uh, deciphered linear B and figured out what the hieroglyph stood for. Uh, but then you uh, actually sent the cipher to me. And um, I do use the term cipher very loosely uh, because most of what I can say about it is that it, you know, upon textual analysis is written in English, in fact, fairly clear English uh, for the most part. Most of these words contained very few syllables, and it's actually written in all caps, too. One, one, one thing, sir. Uh, Mr. Bacall, uh, thank you for, for decoding that. Mm -hmm. uh, but what about uh, the, the last bit there, that mo-ha-ha-ha, H-A-H-A, repeated? Um, I do, I, I will accept that that is uh, an unusual way to, uh, to spell out your laughter. Um, it is commonly used by those who want to uh, indicate a spooky laugh, um, which is also backed up by the font, too. Um, I am not quite sure, but I'm pretty sure this is the font known as Spooky Man, which is sort of the the counterpart to Joker Man, um, except whereas Joker Man you use if you want to, you know, add that sort of circus joyousness to your to your text, like if you're sending out your, your five-year-old son's birthday invitations to his friends, um, you'd use Joker Man. But if you want to really get that Halloween spooktacular set up, you want to use this font instead. Uh, so maybe this is someone that we could say they, they are a big fan of Halloween. Wow. One step closer. Halloween. Another clue. So we're looking for somebody who might be in disguise. We're one step closer. Thank you, Mr. Bacall. Uh, I will add as well that um, it's not necessarily, though, I, I assume that the letters are supposed to be spooky and that it's blood dripping from it. It could also just be moisture. That could just be someone who's very damp and wants their, you know, the text to indicate that. It seems like the cipher may have been a dead end, but we still had the tuft of the Beanie Boos fur that we had sent to the lab. To get a better understanding of how DNA works, since we are completely clueless, we called in the forensics teacher here at Walpole High School, Miss Wollaston Harris, and she gave us some very good insight. Thank you for having me down. I am really invested in this investigation and we need to seek justice. Um, now, I guess my first question would be, because many of our, our listeners are unfamiliar with uh, DNA testing, so can you walk us through uh, what it's all about? Absolutely. DNA testing really is considered to be the gold standard for forensic investigators. If you can find DNA, which is the genetic material that all living things have in their cells, if you can find that, our testing methods are able to exclude almost every person except the source of that DNA. That's fantastic. Now, Fascinating stuff. Now, I guess our first question is, did you map the DNA of the Kiwi Beanie Boo? Well, you did submit the tuft sample. Um, I am sorry to tell you that I can't extract DNA from an unliving source. Another dead end. And to make matters worse, another Beanie Boo has just been boonapped.
next time on Boonapt. Why would anyone nugget my backpack? But there is no definitive human DNA. Someone took this picture in their yard. And so I, being naive, touched the clown. 